0: world i'm eric die i'm jeremy smith and i'm Joe schneider and you're listening to the 111th church mag podcast
1: is it okay and is it useful that part of it's outside the realm of us
0: hello did not anybody read 1984 i am afraid
2: we might find some elements of our society have been built upon and once those change we're going to have unforeseen consequences
0: this week's podcast is brought to you by Jeremy's Church Tech devotional titled Rebuilding, a 19 week devotional for those serving in church technology. This devotional can be done on your own or with your entire Church Tech team, week by week, day by day, however you like. A devotional by Church Tech for Church Tech. Learn more about Rebuilding on the Church Mag Press website at churchmag.press. That's churchmag.press. This week we welcome ChurchMag Senior Staff Writer Chris Wilson on the podcast as we talk about Google I.O. and the Internet of Things. If you would like to join the conversation, use the hashtag CMAGCAST or contact us on our podcast page on ChurchMag. Now, let the fun begin. Welcome to another episode of the ChurchMag Podcast. On with us this week is uh, Senior... <laughs> that's what Chris hears. I mean, no matter what we say, <laughs> that's what he hears. Clearly. Because yes, because British. Chris is a senior Church Mag staff writer, and he has uh, snuck his way onto this onto the program again. <sighs> he grappled up here with his James Bond thing, or Doctor Who, or some other British cliche crap. I'm rambling. Um, Chris, you brought up you brought up a topic on the Church Mag. Uh, podcast Slack channel about the Google what the AI was it?
3: Yeah, uh, Google Assistant. Um, so at the at the Google Developer Conference, Google unveiled a few of its new ideas, the new technologies it's going to be pushing out, uh, and the common theme between them was the Google Assistant, their new uh, machine learning or artificial intelligence network. That is kind of like Google now, but more powered and everywhere. Uh, And I thought it would be quite interesting to talk about um, what people's perspective is on uh, specifically the Google um, and its uh, data acquisition, uh, the machine learning. Uh, but also, sort of artificial intelligence in general. Okay.
0: Well, all I have to say is maybe it's I'm, maybe I'm just getting old now. But the thing creeps me out because they released that thing that's like the thing that Amazon tried to do, where it sits in your
3: house and it's always listening. Uh, the Google Home, I think it's called.
0: Yeah like,
3: hello, did not anybody read 1984? uh, I was in uh, in my Polish class yesterday. We were uh, going through idioms and expressions and, of course, uh, the walls have ears was an expression from communist era and now a little device in your home is going to have ears on everything you say. I do not like it. Now, to be clear,
1: we are using Google products that has the capacity to record our Hangouts as we're going. And it's yes, because because we can record our thoughts,
0: Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. Should we whisper during this part of the podcast? I feel the need to whisper from here on out.
3: <laughs> Big
0: brother's listening.
3: Well, I I think um, so. Like Actually, I saw earlier today, if you go to google.com forward slash uh, history, you can find all of your Google Now interactions. Like if you've ever done a vocal, hey, uh, Google Now, uh, okay, Google, blah, blah, blah thing. um, I really hope I've set someone's phone off by doing that as well. Um, And Siri has lit up. My Siri has lit up. Um, But uh, if you go to Google, you can see a history of your recordings from when you've interacted with Google. Um, and that's that's to help Google understand you. Uh, Google now uh, recognize your voice and understand what you're asking it if you have a difficult accent.
0: This is what we think about this, this technology, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I just...
2: I don't have a problem with with AI, um, like with as far as assistance goes. I think I was actually shopping yesterday for some home repair supplies, and I kept passing a display for Amazon Echo, and it's, it looks cool, and I think it could definitely be useful. And I would love to get a Nest thermostat for my house, and and get my house, get my house connected to the Internet of Things. But I've been reading a lot about um, some projections for the future, and the future, if it's, it's one person's opinion, but if the future holds to the current. Pattern we're following now. Everything in your home will be connected to the Internet of Things, and you'll be surrounded by this almost invisible layer of artificial intelligence uniting everything in your life. And if that's not partially scary, I don't know what is. Not that like I'm afraid to like my toaster is going to become part of Skynet or anything, but I just the I keep thinking back that line of the Matrix. You know, when um, Agent Smith says uh, our civilization and he says, I I call it our civilization because it's not being yours. We start to think for you. And I don't mind my computer thinking for me when it's adding up, you know, numbers in a spreadsheet. But I do mind it thinking for me when it comes to like, you know, deciding how I should spend my day. Like when they like, I, get, I eventually I could get, I could see productivity software coming out to help to optimize your schedule and that kind of thing. And that that's we get in those kind of areas where it's it's mostly benign, but that that slight twinge of who's actually living this life, who's actually in charge, me or the machine?
0: Right. Well, you know, I was. Google wants this information because they want to sell advertising, right? And advertisers want to use that information because they want to persuade you and sell you something. And the reason they're doing it and paying for it is because it works. So if it works if we can be persuaded based on the data that they mine from us, then how, how and what are we willing to be persuaded regarding whether it be the product we buy a person we vote for or a religion that we believe in because we have succumbed to essentially marketing manipulation because we have willingly and freely given up the, the, um, uh, the intimacies and actions of our lives. Uh, So
3: i I think it's like the the opposite side because i'm probably gonna agree with you guys mostly um the opposite side is that um you know some of this technology can be so useful uh for people to help um with uh, like the better the uh, data they have about you the better the adverts can be so that you're not getting uh useless as much useless junk thrown at you or adverts for uh immoral material um but instead and
0: and for those that don't speak british adverts means advertisements
3: continue Wow, that one's a that one's a problem. Um, I uh, I was thinking you would go go with immoral material and be a bit more explicit there, um, porn basically, yeah. Um, and so uh, it it could project uh, show you more relevant things uh, rather than um, things against uh, against your beliefs, your opinions, um, because it knows uh, information about you. Uh, And it could help you uh, make like a simple example at the moment is that um, if you put in your calendar a location of where you want to get to Google, uh, the Google Now assistant, uh, which isn't the same as this next level of assistant from Google, uh, can recommend um, the time you should leave to make sure that you arrive without uh, getting stuck in traffic Um, And uh, the next level up is supposed to be where you can be more uh, of Google Assistant is where you could be more conversational. And so if you are using Google's messaging app, uh, not Hangouts, but the new one, because there's a new one, um, then the assistant could start interacting with you if you're... um, trying to organize, let's say a date with your wife um, and to help you book a restaurant straight away um, for convenience sake. And so, you know, is that so bad? That sounds like it's helpful.
1: So there, so I feel like we're having two different conversations right now. If you guys, I don't know, has anybody on here ever read the book with ski Tango Foxtrot? Nothing, the, not the new movie comedy movies that's coming out, but the actual, no, oh. Book. So the idea behind it is, it's basically a dystopian, but it's our—it's really similar to what we're going through. There's this big bad corporation, Google, but they don't say that. Who is selling these new contact lenses? That's basically Google Glass, but in your eyes. And what they are doing is they're storing all the video footage so they can make better products and services for you, but they're also getting ready to manipulate. And so what they do is they record all the footage, but then they're planning on altering what actually goes into the contact lens so that you do their bidding. And so you basically follow what they expect. And, Right now, that's fantasy. Could it potentially be? Absolutely. Um, even what you said, Eric, about this is our community is science fiction. We have yet to realize the sentient being within the AI system. And in many regards, there's a huge spirituality of can we play God and create something for ourselves? And right now, it's all science fiction. So why in the world would we stress about what ifs? because we're not there yet now for the people that are making these products, certainly they should stress about this, but we're not the ones making this. And so I am very hesitant about let's get upset and worried about the idea of artificial intelligence of what could be because of science fiction, because we don't even have um, the different Star Trek stuff that I'm really wanting the replicator, the What's the one where you go into the room and they Holodeck. Oh, Holodeck, the whole, man. Yeah. When we get those things,
3: we're living in the future. But until then, I don't know. But I think so I think the uh so this is where I actually take my proper opinion, I think. Um yeah, we want the Star Trek computer where we can interact, where we can just come home and say lights on and whatever. Um, but we don't want um, uh, to lead up to that. You know, people say that we need to give over all this data. I'm not sure that's a true uh, statement because um, if we are giving over all this data and we're doing it now, like I've been on Gmail since pretty much the beginning and Google has access to all my back catalog of uh, emails that I've had from people. And, Uh, They've got all that data on me. And in the future, um, let's say that uh, an unfavorable person became president of the United States or prime minister of Great Britain, and they got, uh, they demanded access from Google to all that data on me. And let's say that they took a stance against, my political persuasion or something because i was against the prime minister Uh, and uh, then they've got access to all that data and so if we are giving over all this data now and it's being put into uh the uh machine learning the artificial the limited artificial intelligence that there is now then um, we are already uh, signed up for that future. So it is something that I sure. Think- but, th- but those are two different conversations. One is AI, which doesn't
1: require all that machine learning, except within the context of that software. And then there's security versus corporation and government, or just being able to have the right to the access of data. Those are completely different conversations, because what I did whenever I was in computer engineering class and created my own microchip or created a very, very basic AI had nothing to do with the door to data stored. Whereas the AI in and of itself requires that data. But the, those conversations are separate from this. I, I realize that they're intertwined, but mm. in the conversation of AI, is it okay? And is it useful? That part of it's outside the realm of this because honestly, again, we may have a situation where there's a law, international law, that's created that says don't touch. I don't know. Well,
0: I, I think that because it is intertwined, Jeremy, that that makes the makes everything more susceptible. People are willing to hand it over to in exchange for that. Sure,
1: but but it's like the idea of websites. We could sit here and talk about proper color schemes and designs, or we could just talk about website design, and those are intertwined, but at the same time, two separate. Conversations to be had at the same time. So,
0: bottom line, what what do you think? What what do you think as Christians um, our approach to this should should be? I mean, not to say we should be excited or not excited or curious or not curious or whatever. What what do you think fundamentally this this comes down for us, Phil? What do you think?
2: What I think it comes down to is. It's keeping a hard boundary between being who we like, who we are and who the, who the machine is and what the machine does. And like that's actually an element that I can't discuss it much further. But in one of the books I'm reading, it talks about um, there's a, a freedom when machines come in and take over menial tasks. Because then we, we, get, we get the freedom to explore what's it really mean to be human. What are the jobs we're really designed to do now that we have machines doing the simple tasks? And I want to agree with that. But I just think... As we race towards the future, as jeremy talked about we 're not in the future yet till we have star trek stuff, blah 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 not that i 'm under i 'm not blah blah blah-ing you jeremy You just blah 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 me i 'm moving quicker i 'm moving quickly anyway,
0: even though we 're not <laughs> so so basically once once we have the maid from the jetsons then that's that 's when we we 've arrived sure but
2: but my greater point though is that as we race towards that, we're going to be seriously disrupting, you know, world economies. We're going to be wrecking so many aspects of society we've built up, we, we've built upon. Um, one of the things I realized, we were, were pushing a sound, a soundboard in our church, uh, this past week. And we're not just, we're placing the soundboard, but we're, we're doing the entire sound booth and putting in cabinets and countertop and everything. And I was changing out the video scaler for the, the slides. And I realized in doing that, we had to get different cords because we we'd, we'd purchase cord length based upon prior placement of all these you know utilities and whatnot. And I'm afraid that as we advance technology, as we move forward, we're going to realize that other aspects of our society were based upon certain things in the old world and uh, with old tech. And that when we embrace the new tech, we're going to be changing things we had never thought of before. I guess
1: I'm just. Thinking that that's a fear of what ifs that is very debilitating and and the idea of the economy has already been partially oh yeah I know incorrected
2: and and, and it's not no, true I, but here's the thing Jeremy when, when we when we fully automate factories what the people who work build iPhones for you know two dollars a day their two dollars a day is gone absolutely so what are they going to do right I don't know. Yeah, so that's not that's the as a as a real concern. And then I, I'm not saying we should not advance technology. I'm just saying that this this almost you know delightfully ignorant view that technology will fix all the problems. It, that's
1: what's scary to me because but, but we're, we're racing is, forward. But that's also an assumption. The assumption that it's going to destroy our economy and the assumption that it's going to fix everything are both guesses. We don't really know, and people and people would like to say that they do, but. We don't actually know until we have the evidence for it.
2: Right. And that's my point. I mean, I'm, I I, think that there's 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 decent evidence that the economy will be seriously disrupted beyond beyond our current um, what we currently experienced. My my greater point, though, is that I am afraid we might find some elements of our society have been built upon different assumptions. And once those change, we're going to have unforeseen consequences that might be. Damn it might be more damaging than we would have accepted. You know, sure. her, her, her coming. Here,
0: here, here's the thing. Here's the thing is that I, I think that the that technology has always changed things in our world. It's changed economies. It has always incited change. I think what Phil is saying is that because of the snowball effect that we have with technology where, you know, the bigger it gets, the faster it goes, the faster it goes, the bigger it gets – That's what's happening with technology right now and that it is moving at such a high velocity that even a slight twitch this way or that way could be disastrous. I think what Phil is saying is, whoa, let's try to pull back the reins and kind of slow down the velocity of this thing before it gets completely, completely out of control. And then Jeremy is saying, it is what it is. So what we do from there, I don't know. Does does, uh, Chris have something very wise and smart to say with his accent?
3: No pressure again. Um, no, no, Chris does not have something wise and smart to say. Chris thinks uh, Phil and Jeremy said very wise and smart things.
0: All right, very good. Well, if, if you think you that are listening to the Church Mag Podcast feels, though, that you have something wise and smart to say, at least as wise and smart as Jeremy and Phil Use the CMAG cast hashtag or visit the podcast page on ChurchMag or send us an email podcast at ChurchMag. One way or another, we want to hear from you.
1: Set that bar so low, and so why is this me and Phil? Oh, basically anybody with an opinion. No, guys, just stop. Quit beating yourself up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Send us an email. Use the Church Mag Podcast hashtag subscribed and search for previous episodes on the Church Mag Podcast page on Church Mag. Visit churchm.ag. That's churchmag, churchm.ag. And click on the podcast button on the main menu. Until next week. The Church Mag Podcast
2: is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com.
0: All right, that was wonderful. We had all the accents... We had some nice tension, it was wonderful.